So many times people think that the kid comes in, he's lahachis, he's angry, and it's not true. And if you're not in the sugi, it's very hard to believe. I was at a bar mitzvah of a very dear friend of mine. His son became bar mitzvah. There were about 300 yeshivish people, men on the men's side, where I was sitting with them. 300 black hats, white shirts, suits, ties. And my friend's younger brother, 16 years old, Be'erich, was in rebel mode. And he came to the bar mitzvah. He walks in, in the middle of the bar mitzvah, like two hours late, right? Like in the middle of the meal. Walks in, and I see, I see him walking in. I'm like, oh man. And he's wearing dirty boots, like he just got off the construction site, which he was working on. Dirty jeans, not even classy jeans, you know? Uh, a, a t-shirt, like a, like, stuff on it and a bomber jacket like a guy jacket you know and messed up hair was dirty and he had some kind of crumpled up little yarmulke that he probably pulled out the last second and this is how he comes to a bar mitzvah even a guy knows it's a classy event you could say how did he not know what to, what happens at a bar mitzvah his bar mitzvah was only three years ago where he was it was his bar mitzvah he knows how to dress Somebody looking at it would say, Lahachis. He's just trying to get everybody angry. He's trying to look for attention. He's manipulating. No, in any case, how do you deal with that? But that's not the case. A lot of times our kids, our kids in pain are in such pain that they're in such a fog that just even getting there is just like so hard and they really don't mean to be bad. And if you're not in the sugya, you can't fathom it. Because if you ask 99.9% of Klal Yisrael, they will tell you this boy did a very bad thing, he was looking for attention. They'll give you a whole bunch of stuff, but it's not true. And only very few people know the truth. So listen what happened. By some miracle, nobody said a negative word to this boy. Nobody. Not my friend who was the father of the Bar Mitzvah Bachar, not the Bar Mitzvah Bachar, not any of his brothers, and not his father, who was a Rosh Hashiva. Nobody was Merachikim. Ki'ilu, he walked in dressed properly. Nobody said a bad word. Unbelievable. And, Chveis, uh, about a half, probably about a half an hour later, he ended up sitting right next to me at my table. How does that happen? I don't know. Hashem always sends these neshamas to me. I'm like, oh, how you doing? You're his brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, I met him once before, whatever, making small talk. Nothing. How you doing? Where do you work? Oh, you work as if everything is normal. And I'm smiling at him, and I'm making jokes. After a short while, he turns to me and he says, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that I'm dressed, I, I don't think I'm dressed properly for this event. Duh. Like, good morning, America. Hello. You don't think? It just hit him. It just hit him. Like this epiphany, this genius idea. You know, I don't think that I'm dressed properly. Hello, you just had a moment of three years ago. You grew up from, you were from until like a year ago. And even if you were from outer space, if you look around, it should take you approximately 30 seconds to realize that you are dressed differently than everybody else in the hall. Here, like a half an hour, an hour later, that's a duh. You know, I don't think that I'm dressed properly for this event. I could have answered a lot of things, right? 
Ding, 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 ding. You won a prize. What a genius you are. You're a smart guy. You figured it out. Really? You know what I said to him? I said, it seems like everybody's fine with the way you're dressed. I saw everybody very happy to see you. I'm sure they're happy that you came to the bar mitzvah. I'm sure nobody cares how you're dressed. The main thing is, you're here. And the look on his on his heart. <laughs> That's what he needed to hear. When he gets healthier, of course he's the same guy. A year later, two years later, he's going to take a shower. And he's going to dress in nice jeans with nice fancy brown shoes and a nice black shirt and a nice necklace maybe even on the way up and then uh, two years later he's going to he's going to you know put on a white shirt and he'll, then a few years later he'll he'll realize his his shoes should be black to match everybody else and a few years later it it's a process they have a breakdown they cut off they're out they're gone they don't want to look like us they don't want to look like us and they don't know what to do they know I'm not I'm not dressing like them I don't want to be one of them because people who look like that hurt me very much. I was sitting in home sweet home schmoozing with a bunch of boys and one of them said he has to go to some appointment. He's going to go by train. And I said, whoa, that train goes to a really bad neighborhood. And he looks at me and he says, that's a bad neighborhood? It was a really dangerous, low-income, low-class neighborhood. He says, that's a bad neighborhood? I don't know. None of those kind of guys ever hurt me. I was only hurt by people who look like you. That's their experience. They were hurt by people who look like us. They don't want to look like us. And they don't know what to do. The girls who are off the derrick who were hurt, many of them were hurt very badly, molested or abused, whatever it is, they, they don't, they're out and they don't know how to dress. It's like they come so inappropriate. Even a guy wouldn't dress like that. Even a guy understands to do, they, they don't, they don't know how to dress like a guy. They don't want to blend in. They don't want to be looking like us. It's like their way of saying, I am not one of you. I don't agree to be part of this crowd. Because they're hurt. Because they're in pain. We bring them back slowly with love. Like the Chazanish said, you know, Sulumashcham, Ahava. Pull them in with ropes of love. Veloi lidchaisam chalila. Some people say, yeah, we're very loving, but we say, but we say, but, 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 and with all their buts, what, what about Laylat Chaysam Khalila? They are rejecting, the kids feel rejection. Rejection is in the heart of the beholder. If the child feels rejected, you lost the whole operation over here. The whole idea is, you can pull somebody to change their entire life and, and change their direction of life with ropes of love if they feel rejected from you? No. So you took 100% of the, of the avoyse sahava that the Chazanish says brings people back, and now you have zero. You cut it. You cut it. You have the chemo drip, the medicine drip in the IV, and you snip the line. My house, you can't dress like this. And that, who asked you to say that? Reb Gershon Edelstein Shlita says, no, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. But, but besides who asked you, why would you want to? We have medicine. Pure, unadulterated, un, undamaged. Don't put gook in it. Why is it so hard? Well, the, the, the other kids will talk about it a different time. Chazanish knew you had other kids also probably, right? He didn't say, on tonight... 
he said, this is the medicine. Get him healed as quick as possible. The best thing for the other kids. You save this one, you save the other ones, you teach them. We have the medicine right in front of us. No, I have to say, Musr, I have to say, yeah, but what happens is, you take the medicine that works so beautifully, and you snip it. You're going to be smarter than the Chazanish. He said, You're going to do a little rejection, and then you're going to say, What did I say? What did I say? You ever see these people, usually the fathers? But what did I do? I don't know, and I don't care. But your relationship with your child dropped from 100 to 80. Why don't you just listen to what the Chazanish said and keep it NKN, pumping away, nafshek shur, but nafshek at a hundred. Why don't you just do yinasu l'mashka ma'avay, says ahava, v'loy l'tchaisem chalila, and just do it for, for, till you die. Just, just that's all. And then we'll see. Why don't you trust them? It works, works, this is how we're makar of people. No, you're going to take advice from someone who was never makar of anybody, who has a big mouth, as a azaz ponim, and he's going to tell you, not in your house, not in your house. Now, if you're a Rav, if you have a Rav that's willing to take on his shoulders and he's a, a big tzaddik and he tells you to do something different, of course you should listen to your Rav. Everybody here is only listening to their Rav. Our 250 so far, Rabbanim, are saying this is what we should do. So this is what we're going to do. You want a tour? I don't see how it would make any sense. I think you lose your kid. I think it's the worst thing for the other kids, based on my experience. But of course, if you if you have somebody who's who's as big as the Chazanish or big Gadol and he tells you in your case to do different, do whatever you want. I don't I don't uh, offer advice to anybody. I don't go knocking on anybody's door and say, please listen to me. No, you want my advice, you come here. You want to watch my video, you watch my video. You want to do your own thing, do your own thing. It's your kid, not mine. But if you want the benefit of our experience, we save so much by the way that we behave. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, she knows exactly, my kid is different, you don't know my kid. Guess what? I may not know your kid, if you're not in this group, but you for sure don't know your kid. You don't know anything about your kid. You don't even believe in your kid, at least I believe in your kid. You don't believe that they're mamish. you don't believe that they're be'etzim good, you think that they're, they're bad and they have midas rice and they're manipulative and they're liars. I'm a lot closer to your kid without knowing who you are than you are to your kid. Because you're using your feelings of anger and frustration and pain, which are real human feelings, to block you from seeing what the tzaddikim said to do, what the chazanish said, what the balshemtiv said, and all the other tzaddikim. You for sure don't know your kid. You got the wrong diagnosis. You think that the problem with your kid is that you didn't play enough marvelous midos machine and Uncle Maishi and and uh, teach good midos. And even if that would be true, no. So how are you going to get 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 her back? Get him back by yelling. That's that's going to teach good midos by screaming, by showing anger, by showing frustration, by showing rejection. Not one kid ever came back because of that. Why are we losing kids with a prescription that doesn't work? They don't come back when they feel rejected. They come back when they feel accepted. And by the way, it's the same with adults. Which shul are you going to? There's two shuls. One shul, the Rav thinks you're the smartest guy in the world. Psh, loves seeing you. He says, ah, tzaddik, come here. Gives you a hug, if that's your thing. Or tell tell me a chiddish. Or tell, oh, he introduces you. He's so happy that you're in his shul. Mechabed you. And the other Rav doesn't really care about you. Which shul are you going to go down in? 
What about if you have another Rav? He's a big tzaddik. But he looks at you and he tells you, Musr, this is the way you dress. This is the way you come. This is the way, oh, he sees you talking. He sees you doing something criticizes you. You're going to last? You're going to say, oh, I love it. I love it. I love, please criticize me. I love Musr. Which shul are you going to die? You're an adult. You're married. You have children. Maybe grandchildren. And you hate criticism. But your child, your 12-year-old, your 15-year-old, your 20, doesn't matter what age, you're going to get them to change their ways through criticism? Never. Never. You're just going to get them to hate you. That's what Rav Steinman, Zatzal. I asked him, should the parents show that we're upset at you that you're Mechal Shabbos? He said, right off the cuff, what's that going to accomplish? Then they're just going to hate you and Shabbos. <laughs> now they hate Shabbos. And you want them to hate you also? What's that going to accomplish? He doesn't, he, in other words, but you would say to Steinman, yeah, but it's good that he should hate me. But he should see that I hate him. Then he's going to do tshuva. No, it doesn't work that way. Nobody comes back feeling hated. I have yet to meet the child that said, I went off the tarach, I did all these averis, blah, 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 blah. I saw my parents hate me. They wouldn't look at me. They wouldn't let me in the house. I said, I can't live like this. I'm doing tshuva. I'm coming home. I just want to meet the kid. Even if you would find one. It wouldn't even be 1% compared to the success of the other way. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we making up new ideas? Why don't we just listen to the experts and to Das Tire that are su- experts that are successful and to Das Tire? They don't know what they're doing. Whoa, she knows exactly. She came into that chasana dressed like she's going on a bathing suit. You think she's retarded? You think she's crazy? I hear you. I hear you. I see what you see. Ra'oi ra'isi yasani ami. Da'ibishta tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Ra'oi ra'isi, a double lashon. Says the Medrash, Ani ra'oi ria achas, Ata, I'm sorry, Moshe Rabbeinu, Ata ra'oi ria achas, Vani ra'oi shtei riyas. I also see what you see. Ra'oi ra'isi yasani ami, for I have seen the affliction of my people. Ra'oi ra'isi, a double lashon, a double language of ra'oi of seeing. I have... I, I see deeply the affliction of my people, says Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu. You see one seeing. You see the kid at risk with the hat backwards and the, 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 the open midriff and the natsnias and the eating treif and the, what looks like rebellion. Right? Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu. You see them bowing down to idols. Rishoyim. What could be worse? Memteshari Tumah. They stop giving bris to their kids. Hashem says, yeah, 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 yeah. I see exactly what you see. I see that too. But I see something else. I have x-ray vision. I know their pain, says the Pasuk. I see what they're doing on the outside and how you can look at it and and you, if you're a good prosecutor, like a lot of these big mouths are, good prosecutors are prosecuting other people, a rap sheet, and he deserves this, and he did this, and they know exactly, and you're trying to get them a life sentence, even though they're just hurting themselves. Because that's the way they're, they're going to be judged. Rahman al-Lutzlan. That's what it says in this farm. I don't make it up. Rahman al-Lutzlan. Says Hashem, I see that also, but I also see their pain. I also know the backstory here. So when you tell me what she's doing and and what she means and all, yeah, ra'i ra'isi esani 
bincha ubitecha. Yeah, I seen it. You see it, and I see it. I also see the mini skirt or the, the dress that's that's so short that it looks like a, a belt. I see that. And I know she did it. She walked in during a simcha when she knew everybody was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Maisa with the Revolba Zatzal, when in the middle of a family simcha on Shabbos, his son made sure to ring the bell so everybody should hear him come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the Azus. I see the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. But but I know what causes it. I'm doing this for a long time. I know the pain that causes this behavior. And that's the only thing that you should focus on. Because if you focus on the behavior, which is the outcome of pain, of years of pain, you will never fix the internal pain. So ignore it and focus on healing the internal pain. And then you'll see miraculously that the external symptoms heal themselves. I also want you to have a tsanua child. I'm not on their side. There's no sides here. We're all on the same side. I feel your pain. I could say, I feel your pain, your parents, the pain of parents. Yeah. I only feel your pain, not even 1%. Not even a half a percent. Not even a quarter of a percent. But I have hundreds of parents that I have to feel a tiny bit of each of you. Yeah, it equals a lot. I feel your pain. That's why I do what I do. But we have the same goal. You have to heal the internal essence that can only be healed with mamish bursts of ahava. Mamish radiation therapy, constant. I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you. You light up my life. And then all the tricks that we have that are all with one intention to make the child feel your love. Feel beloved to you. Feel that they are the most important thing to you as every child needs to feel from you. The, the chiddush is on the kid off the derech to do it also. Some people say, oh, I do it on the, but I don't do it on my regular kids. Are you meshuga? Every kid needs to feel beloved to you. And it's just easier when they're acting normal and they're doing what you want. But of course you look at them with the nachas eyes. Oh, he got a hundred. But the kid with the 20, you have to do the same thing. It's just, it's harder, but you have to bake in. That's what makes them successful. You have to bake in. I love spending time with you. Let's go out to eat. Let's go on a trip. Let's have fun together. That's the job of parents. Because if a kid feels my mother or my father aren't crazy about me, then you can't be mashpia on them at all. The shefa comes through the pipeline. The tzinar is ahava. And the kid has to feel liked and beloved to you and admired and fun, having fun together. That's what does it. Okay, that's enough for now.